Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Nothing Like the Movies. I know it's been a while. Oh my gosh, it's been a fat minute. <laughs> um I've just been well, I was going to say I've been busy, but I really haven't. I've just been kind of taking time to myself and I'm in this weird phase where I'm not necessarily happy, but I'm also not necessarily sad. I feel like I'm just kind of going through the motions of, like, life in a way. Um, But recently, I made a TikTok, actually, of things I could talk about for hours because that was, like, trending on TikTok. And it didn't go viral, but it got, like, 20,000 views, and everybody was like, oh, my gosh, like, please talk about it, please talk about it. like, I want to know how you feel about this, or how you feel about that, and so I was like, why don't I just make an episode on that, and obviously, I'm not going to talk about them for hours on the episode, because that's just, I'm not going to do that, but I do have reasons for them, and why I can talk about them for so long, which I won't go into fully, just because, like I said, I don't want to bore you guys, but I do think that they should be talked about, or at least I could talk about them for a long time. Um, The first one I could talk about, if you are a parent or teacher or just anybody that is an adult or, like, works with me, please just just, just skip through this part. Um, But sex without love. Because I don't think... um, Well, actually, before I even go into any of this, I'm just going to preface this by saying... Obviously, everybody has different opinions. My opinion could be totally different from yours. Um, So if you disagree with me, like, that is fine. I'm not saying that you have to agree with me and that I have the right answer. This is how I feel. Um, But when it comes to sex without love, I don't think people understand that sex has this emotional connection. Like, you are physically giving into somebody and they're giving into you as well. And I think it's hard, too, because we live in a society um where sex is just so normalized and again like if you're fine with that like if you can do that that is totally fine like it's your life um I just I've realized that for me like you're giving yourself away to somebody and at the end of the day sometimes it can feel really lonely and you know it's it's not the best feeling in the world sex without love because I feel like if you don't love that person you know like as cheesy as it sounds like they call it making love (laughs) for a reason not just sex or excuse my language like oh like we're gonna fuck like sex has just turned into this meaningless thing that nobody really cares about anymore and like I'm not going to, like, sit here and be like, I've always cared about blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, there's been times where I've just thought in my head, like, oh, it's just sex. It's just, it's not a big deal. But it is because, like, you, it soul ties you. Like, you have this connection with this person for the rest of your life, whether you want to or not. And when you have sex with someone you love and they love you, it makes it ten times more meaningful. And it's not just you know, like a hookup where they just walk out the door afterwards, like it means something and it can be really beautiful at times. And I also know that like sex is a touchy topic anyways, because like with religion and all of that stuff, 
And there's nothing wrong with not having sex. There's nothing wrong with having sex. In my opinion, again, this is my opinion. There's nothing wrong with having sex, and there's nothing wrong with not having sex. But sex without love at the end of the day is going to hurt you. And I I just don't think it's a good idea. At least for me personally, I I don't think I can do it without love. Um, next is poetry. Oh my gosh. First of all, I love poetry. It's therapeutic. And it's such an underrated form of art. And honestly, this might sound stupid, but I didn't really understand it was a form of art at first. Because when I think of art, I think of like painting or drawing or even like dancing. And I was kind of like mad at myself because I'm not very artistic. And, you know, I'm like, I can't sing. I cannot draw. (laughs) I tried painting. I want to say in October and my friends literally they came in my room and they looked at the canvas and they started laughing because it it was just a big old sun and it looked horrible it was so bad but I have this desire to be artistic and to like be artsy and cool because art is so cool guys if you just like embrace art it is so dope um and I used to hate reading and my attention span wouldn't last very long and I was like this is boring I can't do it and then as surprising as it sounds I got on TikTok and there was like a couple like poetry things and I started reading them and I was like these are actually kind of cool and like within like you know four sentences it could have such a deep meaning so a couple months ago I went to Barnes and Noble and I actually bought well okay let me rewind like, two years ago, um, I had a poetry book, and I read it, but, like, not really, um, and then, like, two months ago, I went to Barnes and Noble and, like, actually, like, bought poetry books that, like, interested me, um, and then as I read them, like, I annotated them, I put my own thoughts in them, and then it just became this addiction, because, like, there's such a beauty in the simplicity of it, and, like, I know reading's not always fun, um, It's not always fun to like get in your feelings or to be really deep and emotional, but I think that it's really cool. Like that's the one thing I like about poetry is like it expresses that we're human, you know, because as a human being, like sometimes we feel happy, sometimes we feel sad, we feel angry, we feel frustrated. And I think poetry just shows that in a really beautiful, unique way. Um, I've tried writing my own poetry. Will I ever show people it? We'll see about that. But I, I love poetry and I think it is an extremely underrated form of art. There are some insanely talented um, poets with insane books. Literally, the other day when I went to the bookstore, the woman working recognized me and was like, oh my gosh, this new book came in. You might love it. Like, check it out. And like that to me, like when she said that just made me feel so happy because I was like, this woman doesn't even like know me, but she knows like the impact poetry has on me. And so if you don't like reading, I mean, that's fine. But if you want to get into reading, poetry is amazing. And I could easily recommend 20 books, five authors. Poetry is just beautiful. And it's this, I can't stress enough how beautiful it is. Um, The next that I wanted to talk about was our inner child. Um, I didn't really take that seriously for a long time. I... Like, I always heard people talk about that, especially, like, when I was first struggling with a breakup, I remember seeing on TikTok, again, like, 
if you can't tell, I spend a lot of time on TikTok, but like somebody being like, the reason why I am getting over this person is because my inner child will be disappointed in me. Or the reason why I am like raising my kid this way is because my inner child would want that, you know? And I didn't really get that. Like I did, but I was just like, okay, like that's kind of weird. Um, you do you, I guess. And then honestly, reading poetry, backtracking on that, like helped me kind of understand like how important our inner child is. And I, I was thinking about it when I was really upset a couple months ago and I was like going through like my saved notes um like I save birthday letters and stuff for my family and I was going through those and you know I was seeing like I want to say it was my seventh birthday my grandma got me this like little barbie card and she actually passed away a couple years ago and I started crying looking at all the birthday cards because I was like first of all wow like I am a senior now I'm about to move out of the town I've lived in almost my whole life and start over but also just like looking back on my younger self and just thinking like I remember when I was younger first of all I was like I'm gonna be so pretty I'm gonna have this dream life and that didn't happen you know not to say that I don't have a good life like I'm blessed with so many things but you know like I deal with anxiety and depression um I deal with tons of insecurities when it comes to my looks And my inner child, I think the beauty of our inner child is that we don't think about that, you know? Like, when we're young, we're so innocent and so oblivious to the world. And I don't mean that in, like, a we're so dumb as children, but I think it's really unique and really beautiful that we have all these hopes and dreams as a child, you know? Like, growing up, if you ever, like, I want to be an astronaut when I grow up. Like, I wanted to be a doctor when I grew up, shocker. And... It's just, like, looking back on that, I don't want to be a doctor anymore. But the innocence that the child has, like I said, is really unique. And as I mentioned earlier, when I was struggling with a breakup, I remember thinking, would 18-year-old me be okay with going back to 7-year-old me and being like, hey, Gabby, this is how you're being treated. This is how you're dealing with the situation. Are you going to continue to, you know, not only in relationships, but, like, with my friendships, like, ex-friendships, ex-relationships, like, just in life in general, like, okay, Gabby, like, are you gonna continue to beg for the bare minimum? Are you gonna continue to feel like this? Um, Would my inner child really be happy with 18-year-old me, you know, traveling back in time and telling her how I'm treating myself? It wasn't necessarily, you know, for the relationships or friendships or, you know, jobs or like I'm done with volleyball like it wasn't for like those things in the past but it was more like would seven-year-old me be okay with how she's treating 18-year-old me and when I asked myself that question I was like no not at all and I still struggle at times obviously I'm not saying that every time I get upset or I make a mistake I'm like oh like seven-year-old me is blaming herself like obviously I'm not perfect I'm gonna make mistakes but I just, I'm a little more cautious now with my decisions and what I do because, like, I know how, I don't know what the word would be, I know how inspired little Gabby was to be an adult and to be where she's at now and 
now that I'm 18, of course, I'm, like, I've dealt with stuff, um, and I kind of realize that's not reality, but I can make my life as best as possible with what I have, you know, because I do have a good life. It's just I struggle just like everybody else. Um, so reflecting on my inner child has really helped me in that way. The next thing, oh my gosh, was loving someone after they've hurt you so bad. And I think it's hard because, and this is relationships, friendships, like everything. This isn't just like, oh, a boyfriend or girlfriend. It's like best friends or even like siblings. Like I've had problems with like family members before. Um, And it's hard because I think for me personally, I want to be bitter and be like, why would they do that to me? How could, you know, they say all these things or do all these things and then just not care about how I'm feeling or, you know, be friends with her or start dating her or, you know, like do this. And I want to hate them so bad, but I still have all of this love for them. And it gets really frustrating because obviously like I have that now, like I'm not just like, oh, that, that was me in the past, but now I hate them because I don't necessarily have that bone in my body where I can be like, oh yeah, F them. For certain people, like I do. I'm not going to lie and be like, I love everybody. I don't. I'm not going to lie and be like, you know, I'm not going to lie about that. But there are definitely certain people in my life that um, they have treated me horribly. And I still find myself, you know, wondering if they're okay or wanting to text them or check up on me. And then I kind of have to remind myself, like, you know, did they ever check up on me? Did they ever call me? You know, did they even think about what they were doing when they hurt me? And the answer is most likely no. And it's hard because, like I said, you want to hate them and you want to be like, exactly, like, they're not checking up on me. They don't care about me. They, you know, like I said, became friends with her or they started dating her or hooked up with her. Like, what is this? And I wanted to be so bitter so bad, but I think I just really had to learn to love them from a distance. Um... And it was really hard and really difficult, and it still is at times. But I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with somebody who hurt you, as long as you don't let it consume you and you understand that you deserve better and you deserve a love or a friendship or a relationship that stays and that fights for you. Um, If they hurt you, obviously, I do think second chances can happen, and um, you shouldn't always hold a grudge, but you should remember what happened, you know, and like for me personally when I kind of catch myself like wanting to text that friend or something like that I kind of think back to you know how they treated me or what happened and I'm like okay like I can be friendly with them you know I can like say hi we can be acquaintances but you can't remember how that person or you can't forget about how that person broke you and I think that's hard for me because I I forget about that like when when somebody that's been out of my life starts texting me again I kind of almost in a way like hyper fixate on them and only them and then when they kind of pull away again because maybe they were just checking up on me to be nice I like would be like wait what happened like what's going on like why what are you doing and then they're like I was just being nice and then I get angry and then it starts this whole thing so like I've said I've learned to love them and care about them from a distance because I need to respect myself and you know do what's best for my well-being and if they hurt me once they can do it again Um, 
and I just need to hold on to that. Like I said, not like a grudge, but just understand, like, I need to do what's best for me. And even if I don't think, like, even if I don't want to love them from a distance, that's what I need to do for myself. Next, oof. No wonder why I could talk about these for hours. Next is hookup culture and how alone it can make you feel at the end of the day. Um, I remember when I first kind of started, like, dating and, like, messing around with people, um... I didn't really do it because I liked them. I did it more for the validation just because I was so insecure and I wanted to feel loved and appreciated. And, you know, like when a guy would be like, oh, you're so cute or like, you know, kind of just talk about my body or like my physical looks. Like I still ate it up because I was like, they they think I'm pretty. They think I'm cute. Um, And then, you know, like when I started dating people or hooking up with people, um. I don't know, it just, it left me kind of lonely. Um, I don't think, I think the term getting over or getting under somebody to get over somebody isn't a good idea because I've done it and it just doesn't make you feel good. It might make you feel good in the moment, you know? Um, It's nice to have somebody. It's nice to, you know, be appreciated but I don't think you need to hook up with somebody to understand your worth. And I'm kind of trying to repeat that self to, to repeat that to myself because that's hard for me to understand at times because, like, we live in a society where everybody's hooking up or, oh, you're so bad or, oh, like, you want to come meet me at my house, my parents aren't home, like that type of thing. Um, but I just don't think hookup culture is a great idea. Um, I think... It is very overrated. And I think especially when you're going through a breakup. And I know it can be really hard when you're going through a breakup. And they, like, I've dealt with this. My friends have dealt with this. When our ex-boyfriend or girlfriend immediately hooks up with somebody. Especially with the person they told you not to worry about. And so you want to get, like, revenge in a way. Or, like, you want to hook up with somebody else. For me, it's really weird. Because the way that I think when... (laughs) When somebody hooks up or kisses with somebody, or kisses with, or kisses somebody, um, and, like, I, they were the last person I kissed, I think in my head, I'm like, oh, like, that's not fair. Like, I'm not the last person they kissed, but they're the last person I kissed. And that's, like, I don't know why I think about that. Like, it's a really weird thought, and I still do that now. Um, But I've kind of learned to just be by myself because I'd rather be by myself and find somebody who eventually is going to give me the love I deserve than just, you know, go around to anybody and everybody. And again, like, if you like to do hookup culture, I'm not judging you at all because, like, I have, like, done it too. Um, And I think I just realized for me, like, it's a lonely feeling um, because most of the time they don't really care about you, you know. Um, They just want you to, like, take your pants off and it's not, you know, a fun feeling. Like, yeah, they might think you're attractive, but, like, I want to be with somebody who wants to, you know, know about me and my passions and my interests and wants to get to know my family and, you know, like, wants to know me for me and not for my face or my body or any of my physical features. And so I think hookup culture, like I mentioned, is just really 
overrated and should be talked about more. But I know it's like kind of hard when we're teenagers and the hormones and all of the craziness of it. But I just think you should be careful. Again, my opinion is my opinion. Your opinion is your opinion. But just just think about what you're doing. Oh, I sound like my dad. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Next podcast. Obviously, I'm making a podcast, so I could talk about it for a long time. Along with poetry, I think podcasts are very underrated. Um, when I first started listening to podcasts, it wasn't by choice. I used to go um, on road trips all the time with my mom, and it, it would be to visit our family, which they live eight hours away. And so to like keep the time, like make it go a little faster, she would listen to podcasts. And it wasn't, it wasn't the type of podcast that I listen to now, but I remember like her playing it. And like those episodes were like those recordings were like an hour, um, hour and a half of people just talking, and I hated it so much. Like I literally wanted to bang my head against the window. I was like, this sucks. Like, why would anybody want to listen to people talk? Like people you don't even know. Like that's so boring. That's so stupid. And then I don't even know how I found podcasting. Really, I think I've mentioned it previously that my friend like recommended it to me. But it took me some time to find the podcasts that were good for me. Because, yes, not every podcast is going to be good for you. Like, you know, like, I'm not saying, like, like my podcast might not even be good for you. Like, I might not be your taste in podcasts. But I think once you find that right podcast for you, it can become addicting. You know, like, you find podcasts that, like, of things you want to talk about. And I think the podcast my mom was listening to was, like, a business podcast or something. So, obviously, I was not amused. But podcasts um they also make you feel a little less lonely I feel like um when I'm going to bed I usually go to bed listening to a podcast or when I'm like by myself and I'm getting kind of sad I like listening to a podcast because sometimes I don't really want to talk to people you know like I'm like oh I'm, I'm alone but like and I could FaceTime somebody or call a friend but I don't want to like do you ever have those moments where you're like yeah I I need to do something but I don't really want to talk to somebody and so what I do is I put on a podcast because it feels like I'm talking to somebody. It's not like I sit there and listen to the podcast and I'm, like, responding, like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm not, it's not weird like that. But I enjoy it because it's, like, a sense of company. And they can have some really good lessons. I listen to Emma Chamberlain's and um, Lexi Hildago. I don't know how to say her name, but she is amazing. Oh, my gosh, I love her podcast. She is insanely talented. Um, I listen to so many other podcasts too, Teenager Therapy, those are all on Spotify, and I recommend them because they are like hot chocolate on a winter's day, just chef's kiss. Okay, next is mental health. Um, wow. Mental health, I don't even know where to start. I, I knew like growing up, like I always had anxiety, um, and just recently, I was diagnosed with depression. Um, usually, anxiety and depression go hand in hand. But um, I remember I didn't want to really tell anybody I was struggling at first because I posted something on Instagram a couple years ago about mental health when I was first kind of, like, dipping my toes in the water and kind of trying to, like, accept how I'm feeling and understand, like, like it's, you know, it's anxiety or it's depression. And this guy slid up. And he was like, mental health's not real. You're just being dramatic. 
and for a second I was like maybe he's right you know like maybe I'm just being over dramatic and then as I continued to grow up I realized that I wasn't don't get me wrong I have been dramatic at times I am a drama queen I'm not gonna be like I'm always right but um anxiety and depression and bipolar disorder and you know anything like that it's okay to struggle with it um I don't want to be like it's a mental illness like you're ill you're sick but it literally can be like a chemical imbalance in your brain and just because you can't see that illness like just because it's not a physical like broken bone it's it's still something that you know you can struggle with and I think that took me so long to understand because I was like why does everybody seem so happy why does everybody seem like they have it all together and I'm over here like crying every other day like I didn't understand it and I was so mad at myself because I had these people around me being like you're just being dramatic or you're just you know you're on your period stuff like that and I agreed with them until I fully started to accept my emotions and understand like I don't want to say I have something wrong with me like I don't think because I have depression and anxiety that makes me insane that's what also makes me mad when it comes to mental health when somebody is on meds or has gone to a psych ward or something everybody's like oh my gosh like she's a psycho like she's insane there's nothing wrong with being on meds there's nothing wrong with getting help and I think people are scared about admitting to what they struggle with because they have there's that stigma of what are people going to think of me are they going to think I'm psycho and honestly um when I first got on meds I didn't tell anybody because I was terrified like people you know are going to think I'm crazy and people are going to be like oh my gosh like she's clinically ill and I had because we have like this negative connotation I feel like for mental health that it's this bad thing and or it's made up and people like I said are being dramatic and that's just not true like you are allowed to feel that you are allowed to be upset you are allowed to be frustrated for no reason like I've had that where my I would cry to my mom and she was like Gabs what's wrong and I was like I don't know like I'm I'm just sad like nothing wrong was going on in my life and I was like I'm just sad and so I want anybody who's listening to know like if they feel alone or if they're struggling like it's okay um it is okay and it can be really hard sometimes and it's hard for me to understand sometimes that growth is a process and you know healing and mental health and anxiety and depression are not always linear like there are times where I'm like oh my gosh I'm at the top of the world when was I ever even sad like what the heck and then there's other times where I'm like I I don't want to be here anymore I remember saying that to my parents crying my eyes out barely being able to speak and I was like I don't want to be here anymore and of course like when I went to the doctors when I talked to my parents they were like why don't you want to be here and I was like I don't know but I just don't want to And I think it's really hard, especially when you're struggling with mental health as a teenager. You know, you have all these other things in front of you. And I feel like at times we have to put on a mask in a way. Like, oh, let's just party. Let's hook up. Let's live the life of a teenager. Um, You know, emotions, we have to show this happy facade all the time. And I just don't think that's true. I think we have that in our brains that we have to do that. But I just think it's okay to feel things because it makes us human and I think you know you don't have to be a robot all the time and always be happy or you know always just put on this mask like I know it's hard with like the society we live in but as cheesy as it sounds like it's okay to not be okay 
like you can get the help you need like when I when I was first struggling I didn't want to ask for help like I said and then I'm so glad I did because I don't know where I would be if I didn't ask for help and it was scary at first but I needed that help and I got that help and it was amazing um okay this topic oof this is gonna like people are either gonna agree with me or disagree with me but I really don't have that good of an opinion on it so I don't I don't know how this is gonna go but right person wrong time for years obviously I'm only 18 so I don't have that much uh, knowledge on it but for the past couple years I have been so back and forth between right person wrong time um because there's always that like if they were the right person there would never be a wrong time or you know like I mean, that's the number one thing is when people argue that right person, wrong time isn't a thing. Like, I do agree. Like, if it was the right person, I feel like you guys could work through it, you know. But then I kind of understood, especially this year, that, um, like, there are obstacles that sometimes, like, you know, your significant other moves away or, like, they get sick or something. And I'm not saying when somebody's sick, you need to break up with them. Don't do that. Do not be that person. Um... But I think when I was in one of my relationships, when we first broke up, a part of me thought right person, wrong time, just because I was so in love with them. But then I kind of thought like, but they've hurt me. And I don't think my person would treat me like that. So I think we also need to understand when it comes to right person, wrong time, don't tell yourself that they're the right person just because you love them, you know, um, if they hurt you, they, I'm not saying that, like I, like I mentioned earlier, I do believe in forgiveness, I believe in second chances, but don't say right person, wrong time, just because you want this version of them to come back, like, people change, and people lose feelings, and people hurt you, and it's, and it sucks sometimes, like, it can hurt so bad, but don't romanticize this version of somebody that's not real, so in that circumstance, I don't believe in right person, wrong time, but I do believe sometimes that people really do need to grow apart to figure themselves out and mature in a way. You know, like I've read stories about, and like I've seen like my friend's parents, a couple of them, how they dated in high school or dated in college and then broke up and then like reunited years later and fell happily in love, the end. Um, and I think, you know, some people are in your life for a short amount of time to show you you know things about yourself during that time but I I do think that it is possible for two people to go their separate ways and coincidentally find each other again I don't think that the people should like the two people that are in question of right person wrong time should go out of their way to you know let's pick up for a year and then come back and then be perfect you know I think you need to see where life takes you and if it's meant to be it'll be and I remember actually reading a poem about that because when somebody I used to love told me that I was so frustrated and there was this perfect poem that summed it up and I wish I remembered the author so I'm so sorry but it was like he said if it's meant to be it'll be and then I honestly obviously I'm not quoting this word for word because the author said it much more beautiful than I'm saying it 
but it was along the lines of he said if it's meant to be it'll be and I just when he said that I wanted to slap him in the face and call him a fool because don't you realize that like it's up to us to be together you know it's if you wanted to be with me you would that was kind of the gist of the poem and that really got to me because I was like that is how I feel because I do think if two people really want to be together they both will take the time to work it out and so when somebody says if it's meant to be it'll be like when I when somebody told me that I wanted to slap them in the face just like that poem said because I was like you're an idiot like I want to be with you you just don't want to be with me um and maybe that is the case maybe that isn't the case I'm not really going to spend too much time thinking about it because you know if if he's the right person he'll come back if not then like I'll find better you know and I think it's important to remember that so like my opinion on right person wrong time is not very crystal clear like I don't really agree with it but I also don't really disagree with it I'm kind of in the middle and the last thing I wanted to talk about was unrealistic beauty standards which I kind of talked about um on like my social media episode because we do have this standard I feel like um where we need to look a certain way you know this type of person is conventionally more attractive than this type of person and especially with social media and filters and all of that it's extremely hard and definitely being a teenage girl makes that even harder harder more hard I don't know um because I find myself comparing myself to people all the time. You know, like, why don't I have her eyes? Why don't I have her outfit style? Why don't I have their relationship? And when I posted my TikTok um, about things I could talk about for hours, somebody commented and they were like, I'm not trying to start an argument, but how is an unrealistic beauty standard if you have that beauty standard? And that got me thinking too, because I was like, I mean, they're kind of right. But there's so many different beauty standards according to so many different people. And I think that's what's hard for me is I'm like, I want to look like her. But then to that person over there, that's not their beauty standard. And it's this back and forth. And I've kind of just learned, like, I can't satisfy everybody's needs. And why should I want to, you know? Like, there's always going to be somebody who doesn't find you attractive, you know? You're not their quote-unquote type. And I think for me, like, I just... I wanted people to look at me and be like, oh, she's so pretty. And when somebody didn't think I was pretty, it was like I needed to change something about myself. And, like, I still struggle with insecurities and, like, the unrealistic beauty standards. But I'm understanding that, like, you know, Instagram and social media is fake. I'm not saying there's not beautiful people out there. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, there's Photoshop, there are filters. And I just, I'm tired of comparing myself to people, you know, that maybe pay for their boobs or, you know, pay for to get their hair done. Like, I am, as cheesy as it sounds, I'm created in my own way. And someday I'm going to find somebody who thinks I'm beautiful for me inside and out. And I just think we need to realize that unrealistic beauty standards don't need to define us. And it's okay. (laughs) But yeah. So... That is what I could talk about for hours. Obviously, I talked about all of that in 35 minutes. But if anybody wants more details on one specific topic, I could easily talk about it much longer. I just kind of gave it a little, like, toes in the water type thing. But thank you so much for listening. I hope you're staying safe. Right now, my state, we have, like, a bad blizzard going on. So I hope wherever you're at, 
you're staying safe and warm. Um, I was gonna say I love you guys so much, but that just sounds like those YouTubers or those, like, Instagram, like, influencers, like, I love you guys so much, like, and subscribe. Um, but if you could actually give me a good rating on Spotify, and please feel free to reach out to me with any questions, comments, or concerns. Um, again, stay safe, and I'll talk to you guys later.